Uh, man, I, I want to thank you from Nancy and I and Sam and Caitlin. We thank you so much for the, the kind gifts and the kind words and the prayers. Most importantly, the prayers. Uh, I know that uh, there's not a time that goes by, every single time that either Nancy or I drive out of this parking lot when we come across here, we say, Lord, thank you for allowing us to serve here. And it's a blessing, and it's a privilege, and we want to do everything we can to be that blessing for this church. So, I just want to say thank you, and we really, truly appreciate it. I know this week was uh, Veterans Day on Wednesday, so, and I know we have veterans here. We have some veterans that are watching online, so I want to say thank you. Thank you for, uh, for serving. I know that we live in the middle of uh, some chaos and some different times, but those that serve um, have given us the privilege and the honor to be able to argue and bicker and complain. Isn't that great? It's the land of the free. We get to disagree and still be friends. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's kind of like a family. I remember once when I was a kid, all of, you know, there was, there was a lot of us kids. I have I grew up, I have three brothers and three sisters, so we were out in the front yard because you never kept anything quiet and fought in the backyard. We were fighting in the front yard, and we were fighting one another, just having a great time. And a couple of the neighborhood kids came by and said something despairing to my brother. So we quit our fight. We went and beat them up. <laughs> then after we sent them packing, we went back to our situation. So I, I love that. Hey, I want to talk to you just for a few moments. It just I'm going to be, a, this is a, a race with a short track. So I promise I'm not going to keep you that long. But I want to talk to you about a, a hidden blessing. A hidden blessing. There is a blessing that you can have. But it comes at a cost for us. It's It's hidden. It's kind of like Christmas. It's, a, it's that last, it's that last uh, package that's behind the tree that you didn't see. Or it's the one that your mom and dad kind of hid that didn't put it behind the tree or under the tree. And they had it elsewhere. It's that hidden blessing that you didn't really realize you had. I want to talk to you today about forgiveness. Forgiveness. It's important. It's essential that each and, of a, each and every one of us have forgiveness. Charles Weigel, he was a father of a, of a German immigrant that landed here in the United States, good, proud Lutherans, and, and uh, grew up in the Midwest around the, the turn of the, of the last century, last in the 20th century. And, and, and as Charles grew up, he, he came to faith in Christ and began to uh, study, went to seminary, studied music, and then he became an itinerant preacher with, with both the Methodist Church and with the Baptist Church. And he was a passionate follower of Christ. And as Charles was out 
evangelizing. One day he came home after, after a week-long uh, revival and came home to find a note from his wife that said, I don't really like the lifestyle of an evangelist. I don't like the way that we live. I don't like what we're doing. So I am taking your son, and we are leaving, and we are not coming back. Can you imagine the blow to Charles? He struggled. He struggled with it. He went through pain. In fact, he uh, in his own words, he went through such a great depression that his faith was shaken. But as he walked through that difficult time, God began to do a work in him. And he realized, he realized that, that in that moment of conflict, in those days and weeks and months and years of struggle that God was there. And he penned a song that summarized his, his life. And it simply says this, No one ever cared for me like Jesus. Fanny Crosby lost her eyesight at a very young age said that she would have never experienced the depth of Christ without the conflict, without the turmoil, without the resistance in her life. The one that wrote blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, near the cross, to God be the glory. Both of these testified that they experienced Christ in adverse situations, and their relationship with Christ moved them from an acquaintance with Christ to a friend and a Savior. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but 2020 has brought challenging times to kind of all of us. I like 2020. There's a lot of things about 2020. Uh, we've, we've if, uh, just in case you haven't noticed, we have a pandemic. Isn't that amazing? We have racial tension, joblessness, political upheaval, to say the least. My favorite sign of this political season was a yard sign that said, Jesus 2020. <laughs> he had my vote. We've had murder hornets. That just sounds, have you ever seen one of those? They're huge. They look like birds. We've had fires around the world, especially in, in California and in the West, just devastating. There's been locust swarms. I don't know if you've noticed, but in 2020, we have had locust swarms and of epic size and destruction across Africa and the Middle East. It's amazing. 2020 has brought us one casualty and one conflict after another. And yet, it has a good point. And the good point is this, that many people are questioning what is really important in life. 
Some are drawing closer to God and they're casting away the things of, of commercialism and they're casting away the, the things of this life and saying these things are nice, but they're not as important as a walk in relationship with Christ. Non-believers are, are be beginning to wake up to realize that life has to be more important than just the things that we see. Missionaries are, are seeing doors opened and opportunities coming to them about people that are questioning the meaning of life. See, and I believe that the challenges of 2020, that God is calling his children to develop a real, true relationship with him. If there's anything that, that is going to affect the church in America today, I believe 2020 is, is the point where God is saying to his people, I want you to wake up. I want you to realize that having me in your life, having your sins forgiven, having a, a relationship with me, having eternal life, knowing that you can walk and talk with the creator of the heavens and the earth 24 hours a day, seven days a week, when you realize who lives in you, something amazing happens. God is calling us to a relationship where, where he is seen in the calmness in the chaos. He is the calmness in the chaos. God can be seen with clarity in the confusion. You say, well, there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of gray area in, in our world today. Yes, but I can see the cross of Jesus Christ with perfect vision. So in, in Scripture, the understanding of God's faithful change in the midst of struggle. Those, that, those men and women that put their faith, hope, and trust in Him during difficult times. And they began to see God in a different light. Joseph saw God as a preserver of life. Moses saw God as a deliverer. John on the Isle of Patmos saw Christ as the Alpha and the Omega uh, and, the, and the author and finisher of his life. Paul saw Jesus as the strength of his life. In all of these people, there's a common thread and a fabric that goes through their lives. All... Every one of them had to learn forgiveness. When Weagle forgave his wife, Christ blessed him. When Crosby forgave the doctor, when Joseph forgave his brothers, when, when John forgave the Romans, and when Paul forgave everybody. If you read the story of Paul, there were a lot of opposition. See, and all found God, all of them found God as a God of forgiveness. Do you realize that we become more like Christ when we learn to forgive? After all, our salvation is based on forgiveness. Everything that, that we have, everything that, that you have in Christ, it doesn't matter uh, what it is, if if you have it from God, it's because of the forgiveness that comes through the blood of Christ. And Jesus, in Luke 17, Jesus talks to us. And just for a moment, I, wanna, I want you to, to look at this, and then I am going to quit. And I, I'm, I promise you that. Jesus is talking to his disciples. And Jesus says this. 
He said to his disciples, It is impossible, but that offenses will come. But woe unto to him through whom they come. And here's, here's, what, here's the point I want you to understand. It's impossible, it's a truth, you are going to be offended. Jesus said you cannot go through life without somebody hurting your feelings. You are going to be offended. It's going to happen. Being offended is not a choice that you have. My guess is if I took a poll, I would find out that over 50% of you have been offended this week. Maybe by me. No, not me. I do know this, that Jesus said that it's impossible that offenses will come, but man, the person they come by, it'd be better if a millstone were put around their neck. What Christ was saying is he's going to judge offenders harshly. Those that offend other people, he is going to judge harshly. I don't want to be one of them. Here's another truth found in here. He said, so watch yourself. Oh, let's go back. Jesus is talking, and he said, here, you know, that you have a, that he wants you to, to be forgiven, and he wants you to forgive, and he said, it's, it's impossible that you're, you're not going to be uh, offended, but he does say that there is a choice, and the choice is how you respond to being offended. Being offended is, is one of those things that you're going to have to deal with, but, but forgiveness, forgiveness comes to those that, that realize the big picture, that Jesus is, is in charge, that Jesus is alive and well, that Jesus gave us everything that we have because that, uh, of forgiveness, and he wants us to emulate him. And there is a hidden truth, there is a hidden blessing found in when we le learn to forgive. When we learn that, that our motive needs to be that we are following Christ. That, that our motive needs to be one out of a pure, sincere heart. The goal uh, of being, when, when Scripture says that, that if somebody comes to us and, and they've offended us and, and, and if, they, if they say, I want you to, to forgive me, and if he says you do it seven times in a day, then you can in, continue to forgive them. Why? Because forgiveness is an attitude. Forgiveness, the goal is reconciliation. You have to see the greater picture. So my friends, I, I want to encourage you today. I know I'm running through fast, but uh, I know our children's ministry started this week and I am not going to offend our children's workers. This is what Jesus said in Luke 23, 34 as our praise team comes. Jesus said as he was on the cross, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Think about that for a moment. Here's, here's Christ, the Son of God. 
that willingly laid down his life on the cross and for those that were putting the spikes in his hands and in his feet he said father forgive them they don't understand what they're doing my friend those that that are that are offensive those that that would offend you they don't understand what they're doing and when we realize that that the greater gift the greater blessing that can be in our lives comes when we learn to put our faith in Christ and we learn to forgive forgiveness is the greatest blessing the greatest tool that you can have in your life tell you what forgiveness isn't forgiveness isn't being a doormat forgiveness isn't just accepting everything that somebody does but forgiveness is having a heart that says if this person wants forgiveness I will give it if this because you understand you understand that getting them reconciled to Christ is more important than anything in this world. Would you stand with me? I am a man of my word. And I guess I, I could have kept this uh, message for next week, but I did not. Please forgive me. Can I encourage you today, if there is something, that, if maybe you've been offended, maybe somebody is offending you, maybe you've offended somebody, if you have, go and ask for forgiveness. If somebody's offended you, would you look and realize that the scripture says, as you forgive others, that's how Christ is going to forgive you? And let's develop that, that spirit of forgiveness that is that is mental, it's emotional, and it's intentional. And allow that gift of forgiveness to overflow our lives. Would you pray with me?